Hey everyone, I'm Isabel Estevez and welcome to Everyday Above Ground, where we're talking life and the opportunity to live every single day like it's your last day. So a few weeks ago, I brought you a snowstorm and today I am bringing you some purple rain. You don't even know what purple rain is, okay? That's, that's how magical it is. These are the things that I do for you. I would like you to help me today welcome my guest, Rain Guerrero. Hi. <laughs> hey <guys>. Hi. <laughs> and then Casey's also here. So if maybe if you both just quickly introduce yourselves for those who are not yet familiar, Rain is a name you better get to know very quickly, and I will let her tell you why. Okay, so hey guys, uh, my name is Rain. I'm a professional MMA fighter. Um, I train at War Training Center uh, with Casey. And um, I have an upcoming fight here in three weeks for Dana White Contender Series where I'm competing for my first UFC contract. Amazing. Bazing. Amazing. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> now, Casey, you have to follow. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, so um, I am a mom of three. I'm married and I train at War Training Center and really just for fun. Casey, I'm like, okay. I'm going to make you take all of that back because I need you to talk more about all the amazingness that I see. You are also an incredible photographer, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Highly, super mega creative, not just a mom, not just a trainer, very artistic. Yes. Well, definitely through my marriage and through my kids. Yes. Yeah. It's because of them, for sure. But you're extraordinary. All right. Amazing technique also. Dude, she kicks my ass like on a daily on a daily basis. You have there. one of the best techniques in the gym, I swear to God. I swear she did. Yeah. Very yeah. crisp. And fast. And fast too. Well, according to Adam, not faster. I'm so I'm so glad that you brought up Adam. And I'm I'm just gonna we're just gonna jump right into like bash Adam. No, I'm just kidding. Adam's amazing, but why I like absolutely was like okay the next person i have to talk to i'm going to figure out how i'm going to do it is rain and it is because on a saturday when we were all training i think you i don't know if you were there but rain is training with adam like off to the side and we're over off to the side with santi and he's like man i forgot how hard you hit for a girl i was like done i was like no i'm like she, i was like hard she hits for a girl how about how hard she hits period <laughs> like forget about woman and i was like no i was like she's an absolute inspiration to like women everywhere we have to talk to her like that's that yeah i was like sir yeah rain please handle my lightweight right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah man, adam really pushes me so like those slots that we have right uh where you see me working pads with him is um we do the 9 a.m slot um which is before our sparring sessions yeah so i get like that extra work with him where we'll go like 30 45 minutes minutes and then we'll do an hour of hard drilling and then we'll do an hour of sparring so like that little bit that you see for is it's just like the warm up basically right. for like the freaking gruesome practice that we have. Saturdays are the hardest, the absolute hardest. Saturdays it looks intense. So like I've gone and filmed in there sometimes with some of the other fighters, and I'm just like, dude, like how do you even? It's a lot. It took me um it took me a while to be able to have the endurance to do it um, you know because 
you know, like you guys know, I was uh, really heavy at one point in, in my life, like 235 pounds. So that I do want to, so that was the, okay, there was first the Adam thing like fired me up, right? Yeah. But then when I saw your post about your weight loss, I had no idea. Like I always just see fighters and just assume like they came out of the womb that way. They like, like they're just like stacked. Their whole life. Yeah. And so it excites me even more when someone who, you know, like used to be overweight has this like incredible weight loss journey. And I think like that was a big part of the reason that I invited Casey as well. We've each gone through kind of like weight major weight loss mm-hmm. transformation and journeys and so it's like for me the common thread is the combat sport and so you know I'm like at a very beginner level as Casey's somewhere in the middle and obviously like you're taking it all the way to the top yeah um but tell us like tell people a little bit about your journey for those who don't know so I guess man if I had to like pick a starting point right like this is where the journey started I would take it back to my softball career um so I wasn't an athlete growing up I wanted to be but my parents you know they just didn't have the money we moved around a lot of times so it's hard to get like our roots in places so I didn't play any sports at all until my eighth grade summer going to ninth grade that's when I started playing softball but I was horrible. I was like, I was playing with girls that have been playing since T-ball. I didn't right. even understand the rules. I didn't know what a double play was. I didn't know, I didn't know the game. Right. So I, that was the first time that I started something that I was terrible at and I just stuck with it. So I played year round for those four years and I ended up being like a stud or whatever. I was the only girl in my, um, <clears throat> my whole high school class that got a full ride athletic scholarship. Wow. All the other athletes got partials to colleges and then all the other full rides were academics. So I ended up, you know, like surpassing the girls that I was playing with, um, you know, in softball. And I went out and I did my first year in college, ended up failing, just falling flat on my face. I uh, was taking like 17 hours of school. I don't know who the hell let me do that. Oh, my goodness. Um, I had a part time job at Burger King. And then I also had the two a day softball program thing. Right. So what ended up happening was I lost my scholarship due to my GPA falling too low. I failed my college algebra class with like a nighttime class or something. I would fall asleep in that class every day, <laughs> ended up failing, right? And my yeah. GPA dropped too low and they stripped my scholarship. Wow. So I, yeah, so I came back, you know, tail between my legs, just like, just, I just failed at it. And um, that's when the, the, my downfall started. So that's when I came back and I was like depressed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go in my life because that was yeah. the only thing that I had in my mind. I didn't have a plan B. So, um, yeah, I started uh, partying. I started uh, drinking a lot in the bars. I would get like, uh, I got some bad stories of that era of my life. Just, you know, belligerent, you yeah. know, just fast food eating and, and um, taking double shots of whiskey before work. Is it going going getting off work straight to the bar and close the bar down and be at work at seven and just did that and after maybe maybe a year or two something around that um yeah I got up to 235 pounds and just wow. completely just lost and just miserable and I didn't know like what to do and that kind of um that being so I guess what do you say like in the sunken place right being so depressed and just down and out lost and disconnected from yourself ended up finding myself in abusive relationships yeah and um you know just looking for validation Mm -hmm. looking for love you know because you don't you don't have it for yourself and stuff like that and so um 
that just being in that dark place and that dark, um, you know, mindset got me into this particular, particularly abusive relationship where, um, once I tried to leave him, he ended up coming to my window in the middle of the night and shooting me through both my legs. What? Yeah. Like on some, like, like if I can't have you, no one can like literally came to my, like if I'm laying in bed, like the window is right here. And he opens the window in the middle of the night and puts a gun in my head. Like his body's half in the room. Yeah. And he like, and I wake up like that to something on my head and I just instinctively grab it and go like that. And he shoots a few times and one hits me through both my legs. And that's, wow. That's the thing. So from that point, I was like, okay, I remember laying in my sister's bed, like he's on the run saying that he didn't do it or whatever. Yeah. I'm, meanwhile. Meanwhile. So yeah. I'm like laying in my sister's bed, you know, cause I can't be in my house anymore. Like, my car had just broke like the week before that. And then I ended up losing my job like a couple of days before that happened. So I'm like, you know, literally just rock bottom. Down, yeah, rock bottom. Dude. Yeah. And I remember like laying in my sister's bed like, oh, OK. So like this is where you got yourself. And I never really was like mad or angry at the dude, even though like obviously like what the fuck. Right. right. But I like it really just took me taking accountability of just like, Hey, like you got yourself here, you know? Yeah. You know, it was, you saw the red flags, you, you know what I'm saying? You were too busy, you know, with the bottle in your hand to like, pay attention, you know what I'm saying? See what was going on in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And so it was like, at that point I was kind of made that conscious decision to change it around. And still, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew for one, I had to get out of my sister's house. So I started, I got a new job, started working, got an apartment, got my uh, new car. Um, got my dogs back and stuff because I had to relocate them temporarily in that time period. And uh, so my new apartment that I could afford, I remember it was it was back when apartments were like 600 bucks. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those it was were like the days. something, right? And it was yeah. a little little shitty one bedroom, yeah. one bath or whatever, but it was happened to be right across the street from the first gym that I started training out of. So my whole thought process, this took like a year, right, for me to, after that happened, yeah, a year to kind of get on my feet. And so I wrote down on a piece of paper, my game plan of how I was going to get back to softball. Yeah. So I had to lose the weight first, right? And then I was going to raise my GPA. So I was going to lose the weight, raise my GPA, walk on to UTSA softball. And that's how I was going to finish. Right? right. So my plan to lose the weight was to do cardio kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I went in the gym, boom, started signing up for the class, boom, boom, boom. Started did cardio kickboxing, but this is at a jujitsu school. So they peer pressured me to put the gi on. <laughs> the right kind of peer pressure. Right, right. right. And then so that's how it started. And then I never, never continued my softball plan. <laughs> I just, but that's how I started. And here we yeah. are. Yeah. And that's literally like, man, that's okay. I said, man, I, I think you got a story, you know, like I want to hear your story. Shit. <laughs> No, I was not expecting all of that story. Like that is insane. And I'm so, see, I knew I was right. (laughs) Like I am so glad because that is the type of drive, the type of discipline, the type of, there's this uh, guy that I've heard talk online where he's like, you don't even got to know how you're going to get there. If whether you're spiritual or who you pray to or who you don't. But in this instance, this guy was like, God, here's what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what the steps are going to be. But if I just believe and trust in the process, then everything will fall in line as it should. 
And you just told like the perfect story of that. Because I feel like people don't realize like everything happens for a reason, even if we don't always know what the reason is, right? So even at like something horrific as being shot mm-hmm. by by someone, like everything has to happen in a certain way because it's like, that's how you hit rock bottom. In order for change to happen, it's got to be painful enough for you to want to change. And so it was like, unfortunately, like your rock bottom, mine too. And I'm, you know, I'll imagine like maybe even yours too. Like my rock bottom was like rock, rock bottom. You know, you're talking like you lost a job, this, that, like just thing after thing Mm -hmm. after thing. And just be able to turn that all around is like nothing short of incredible. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's like the growth comes from rock bottom because I, before that point, I had family and friends trying to tell me, yeah, you know that what oh, I, I yeah, did. they're trying to talk. And yeah. I, I did, it took something that horrific and that yeah. bad for me to like, oh shit, because <laughs> you learn people, you no one can change you but yourself. Mm-hmm. No one can save you but yourself. Like people will sit and wait for someone in life to rescue them. No one is coming to rescue you. You got to do it yourself. And it's a hard, hard lesson if you even learn it. Because most a lot of people don't. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. A lot of people don't. I actually, kind of on a sad note, I have an uncle, my, my mom's brother, that he has been just a, a severe alcoholic his whole life. And it's gotten him to the point of being homeless got him to the point of um you know so bad that he ended up getting hit by a car being drunk and mm. he was in the hospital for months months and this is recently months 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 he his body was shutting down because liver and his organs and blah 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 so they wanted to take him off he was like on life support for a little bit they wanted to take him off you know like hey his yeah. body like can't cope with it anymore right. he has like the what is it the poison of the blood the, yeah all that like the worst of the worst thing that you can my mom refused to take him off. She was there with him in the hospital every day, blah, blah, blah. This is like, I'm telling you, six months yeah. uh, being, you know, in long-term facility and stuff. The second that he got his ability to walk, he got Told his- him. Yes. Oh. He got his walker. He got his, and he fucking checked himself out. And he's under the bridge right fucking now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's then, how And he, I'm telling you, he just walked out maybe like two weeks ago. And it's, it's some people just- do not learn and like you said like my mom has done everything that she can you know and you like I, I tell her all the time i'm like he you he, he's not going to change unless he wants to change yeah. and he's told you to their face leave me alone i want to die on the street and right. she is just like no i'm not gonna let you but like you have like you can't change him you can't you know Stop, so it's just, it just goes to your point you know yeah it's like you can only change you mm-hmm. yeah you have to let life teach you know it's that's what i call going down with the titanic I would tell my mom that book right there on the shelf. I got is called Codependent No More. You're, you should oh, give that book to your mom. Yeah. yeah, that's a great book because it talks about just that. Like you cannot change mm-hmm. anybody. It's it and it does relate to uh, alcoholism, but it could literally be anything. It yeah, it could be, anything. be food. Food, yeah. right? Food is another. Food is a big, big one. So and the most addicting. <laughs> it's the it most really delicious. It really I will is. say, and I think so, Casey. Like. Tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, I imagine like I, I feel the threads, like things that you're saying. I was like, oh my God, like 
Me too. Me too. Me too. I have a feeling the same thing is going to happen, but tell like people a little bit about like your weight loss journey and kind of that moment. Cause I, I everybody has that moment. It's like, you don't know what you, but well, when you hit rock bottom, you freaking know it. You're like, I'm done. What is that? What was that for you? Um, I think for me, I had a few and it wasn't until my mom passed away that it really like clicked in my head. Like mm-hmm. that I needed to take care of myself more mentally. And then that would take care of myself physically. That yeah. Sense. But, um, growing up, like my parents, they weren't into health. Like everyone was overweight and obese. And my mom had a laundry list of medical issues. Um, we just didn't know like what health was yeah and they were always so busy they were never home so it was just me like taking care of my sisters and whatever was like lying around hot dogs chips whatever yeah i made them because that's what was there that's what was there and so um i got pregnant at 20 and uh i basically left my house because my parents were just like they like shunned me like so it was like well yeah and um i moved in with junior and I was just so depressed. So, like, I just, like, ate, ate, ate. And I didn't know anything about being pregnant either. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, well, now I'm eating for two. So, I'm eating more. Okay. So, so um, I, lo- I love that free pass. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally not true. Not, not the way to do it. But, I mean, I was just, I was depressed. So, food was always a comfort for me. Yeah. That's how I just packed on the weight. I gained, like, 75, 80 pounds with her. And then I had C-section. So, I couldn't even work out, like, afterwards. And, um... I guess just like Junior, he would just buy me whatever food I wanted. Like yeah. that's how he Junior's knew. your husband, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so he knew food made me happy. I mean, it still does. But like, I mean, that was my comfort. Yeah. And I just kept putting on the weight. I couldn't lose the weight. I didn't even know how to lose weight. Like right. in high school for prom, I was on a fucking like popsicle diet trying to like fit into my fucking dress. So yeah. Like, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Popsicles, like all the sugar. Like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. I would try it. Right. <laughs> you know, like, but that's what you do. Like, yeah, that's the thing that I feel like, you know, like I was telling you earlier, you see people in the gym and you just think that they like rolled out of the womb that way. Like everybody just rolls up and you don't realize like some of the genuine struggles, like same thing. My family, we did not grow up healthy. We our options to drink. Yes. You could have drank the water from the faucet but who's drinking that Mm -hmm. but so it was like kool-aid or pop yeah like which you know that's that's what we had to drink and it was like like what is water Mm -hmm. oh no no like what is water literally like one of my favorite things to eat i'm this is so embarrassing but i used to love to eat um margarine just like take it like in little things like Like, sometimes put it on bread but like do you do you guys have like a like a like a an embarrassing like you know like oh my god like i can't believe i used to eat when i was little like five i used to uh ketchup sandwiches like just bread yeah just bread and ketchup i i would would, yeah back in the day yeah i was like five and six that was my thing did you have anything like that like vienna sausages oh my god no vienna sausage like what you know, the little ones. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Opening right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's like, so you. It's like you have you know like you develop these bad eating habits. I came to find with mine. So like, how much how much weight did you end up losing like over your journey? Like 120 pounds. Oh my god! And how much was yours? Um, 
guess. Well, shit. If you count like my lowest weight of like weighing in to yeah. fight at one twenty five, then what is that? One hundred and ten. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, like I thought I was doing big things with like fifty pounds, but no, nah, it is. That but is. it's hey. like that is. But it's like um, I'm just you know thinking about what I came to find was that. I was so you know you guys both talking about like being emotional eaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was an emotional eater on both sides of the spectrum. So I'm saying like I'm sad, I'm gonna go eat something. I'm happy, I'm gonna go eat something. I did something good, I'm gonna go eat something. Like literally every single emotion, yeah. I would like. Oh my, okay, was now, with yeah, eating, like yeah. rewarding myself with food, mm-hmm. and for me. You know, I, I don't know how many times you guys have tried the journey. Dude, this is like, I don't know, like my fifth or sixth time in life, like getting down a path. This is the most right I've ever done it in terms of acknowledging emotional eating. Because before, like when I was younger, um, I was not athletic either. I played softball when I was younger, um, but not like only till eighth grade, if that. Um so we were not very athletic and I always like had to take care of my brothers and that when I was younger, so I didn't really have time. And then got into the partying thing and everything. And eventually like I had my first kid, my weight caught up with me and I would just go through these like ups and downs of trying to lose weight. And I would do Atkins, um, whatever, you know, like low carb, uh, intermittent fasting, like trying yeah, to do like all these like quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Did you guys try to do like stuff like that? Or was it just like you just made a decision and that was it? I had, I don't know about you, but I had a, a bunch of up and downs too. Yeah. And uh, especially, you know, cause with the, with the fights, right. Yeah. It's like, you want, you got to make this weight. we got to make this weight. As soon as you make the weight and then after you fight the next day, it's a party. Yeah. And then, so then for the month after that, I, I don't put on like, 30, 40 pounds yeah. from weighing in just in a month. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's time to fight again. And then the drastic boom. And then it was, so for the, for my amateur career and the first couple, maybe one or two fights of my, uh, no, yeah, my first two fights of my pro career, that's how I was doing it. I would just get really, really strict, make the weight, go back up really, really strict. And um, then I took my first loss as a professional mm. because at right after COVID, it was too long of me being big and relaxed yeah. and so when i tried to do that same thing of just like a crash hard boom i had a super hard weight cut i barely made it i was like it was one of the worst cuts i've had to make 136 right yeah i find a 125 now yeah. so to even make a 10 pounds heavier and me having to cut that hard and um i felt it in the fight the next day she was making me see white with like just jabs. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was that hard of a wake up for me to make that. And then, so I ended up taking my first loss, even though like low key, I still feel like I won that fight. <laughs> it was uh it was the damage I had. I had a lot of damage on my eyes. My eyes swelled shut. Wow. So even though like, I felt like I won with like, you know, stepping her takedowns and a punch count and stuff like that. It was like just the damage I had took. I feel like lost me that fight. So it wasn't until then that I was like, okay, you're doing something wrong. So even that, so I'm a professional fighter already and I'm still dealing with that up and down that you're talking about. So yeah. it took a long time. Yeah, it took a long time. And I think it's important for people to know that because I, you know, I just keep going back to the idea, like people will ask me, do you, like when you, when you go through your weight loss, 
it's like almost in stages, right? Because you lose that little bit of weight and you're like, okay, wait, I do look a little different. Then people see you and they're like, wait a minute, you look different. You look good. And you're like, okay. Then you lose a little bit more and they're like, wait, you look really good. And you're now you're like, now you're really seeing it. You're really feeling it. And then if you're really good about it, you get to this like last part where they're like, how'd you do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me everything, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Like I want all of, because they think there's like some big secret behind it, but it's like true sustainable weight loss. This is the, the longest I've sustained like a, a smaller size. So I would say like probably about two and a half, three years now, true sustainable weight loss. I don't think people really get it. There's no magic behind it. Like it's that discipline that you talked about. It's making changes like, okay, I don't know what's healthy food. So what do I do to figure that out? In 2014, I think my dad had a quadruple bypass. Oh my gosh. He had like no symptoms other than just being like obese or whatever. And um, that scared me. So I was like, oh my God, that's going to be me. And I have two kids and like, you know, what am I going to do? So I went and got a bariatric surgery and everyone was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, no, I have to do it. Cause I tried everything else, you know, yeah. chicken and green beans for every meal. What is that like, surgery? Is that where they, what, what is that? Where they like take out your stomach. Basically. Oh, they like, oh. they small, like to make it small. Yeah. Oh. So that's not the one where it's like a, like a cap or something. No. Okay. Yeah. you basically, I mean, they don't completely remove your stomach, but mm-hmm. it's like, you can barely eat anything. So some people have really good success with it. I did not like mine was completely opposite. Like I wasn't able to eat anything. Really? Like I couldn't keep stuff down. So I felt like, I mean, weak, I was like passing out and it was just horrible. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I do to myself? And I hardly lost anything because I wasn't eating. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm losing because I'm not eating. Yeah. So it started developing this like mental, like this, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then I got pregnant with Ada and then I was like, you know what? I, I have to eat for have a healthy pregnancy. Right. So that's when I just started eating more stuff, trying to expand my stomach back out to where it used to be. I mean, now I can eat like a normal person, but like there was so like there is no quick fix right yeah like, it's just like i mean i wish i didn't do that because i'm still dealing with stuff like nutritionally like d- deficiency wise but yeah. like i mean it's just i don't recommend that for anybody yeah but it's like it's like lesson learned though because yeah. in in so many cases like you just don't know what to do and you d- if you did not grow up with someone like telling you, okay, do X, Y, you like, you just don't know. No. Yeah. That's me too. My, my family is not, I didn't know at all until yeah. I started fighting and I had coaches and my teammates telling mm. me about nutrition and stuff like that. And like, I, I don't, I had no clue. Yeah. yeah. But then just like, just like working out and like, you know, what food makes you feel good and what food makes you feel like shit. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to want to eat like, you know, better foods that give you fuel yeah and of course you know have having some stuff here and there whatever but at the end of the day it's just like how does the food make you feel like that's like my kind of Mm -hmm. my mindset for that because there is no like bad food good food i mean there is but like i try not to look at it like that i could try and look at it like how does this make me feel like is this giving me what i need right now Mm. and do i really want it i i started to ask myself like when i was going in the fridge like okay are you here because you're irritated on that phone call that you just got yes. off of? Or are you really hungry? Yeah. And if you're really hungry, fine, eat something. If not, 
go take your hands and go sit back down. Right. Like, these are the conversations I yeah. have with myself all day. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you do have to have like a level of awareness. Mm-hmm. And, like an intuition. Yeah. And I, I feel like people don't, like people don't want to have that accountability. Like you have to have a lot of accountability to just, and I think once you realize like how much your emotions are, are tied to eating yeah. a lot for a lot of people, I would say probably say for like most people that, it could really change like the course. Yeah, for sure. I think people just get into like the comfortable lifestyles like, oh, get off work. Oh man, let me go sit at that restaurant and have a beer and blah, blah, blah. And and, and it's like, it's that part. It's um, like I tell my family, cause you know, like I said, my family's, there's not very many fit people. Mm -hmm. And so they always ask me like, oh, what do you do? How do you do it? And I just tell them like, I exercise and I eat clean every day. They don't want to hear that, yeah. though, do they? They're I, like, no, I, okay, but what do you do for like? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no be serious. Yeah, like, be real now. And I'm Come like, on. no, like that's 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 all it is. And yeah. Stuff. And so, um, I've even like given some of my family members, um, like a grocery list, and then I'll give them like, this is how like I eat, yeah. this is what I do, and blah blah blah. And like they just, they're just like, hey, that's too advanced for me. And I'm like dude i put a whole (laughs) diet together for my mom for this she lost like 40 pounds but to the point of you can't make someone change the minute i stopped doing it she stopped doing it Mm -hmm. and so it's like you can't like you can't make people change Mm -hmm. it's it's you want but it's like you want it you want it for them like that like those little changes so instead of focusing on like what you can't do like yeah on more like solution based so like instead of like maybe for like the whole grocery list like going and like revamping your whole kitchen just maybe for one meal how can i add more veggies to it how can i add more yeah yeah water to my diet and just making those like small little changes me i have to drink the like not have to i had to uh, i was a major pop drinker yeah oh, and yeah. i like couldn't drink anything else and then i'm like all right i got i don't like the taste of water it's i know people will like eye roll me but <laughs> so then i had to start with crystal light i've been drinking this shit for like 15 years but it helps me like i'll drink regular water but then i'll drink this too and this that's it i drink this or water and like that's it yeah. but that's like slow change mm-hmm. it was literally okay you drink four pops a day today you're gonna drink three yeah and you're gonna replace one of them with this like what were some of like because i didn't we didn't like really grow up eating vegetables mm-hmm. like yeah, what's what's something that you like hated either like as a kid or even like you're in adulthood but it's like as you began to change with your eating you're not like you can't get enough of it now i would say salad yeah salad Salad? yeah yeah Yeah, i hated vegetables growing up and like even like when like my dad would cook with onions and garlic i didn't even like that really yeah i didn't oh even God, like no, and like now yeah. i'm like yeah, I'm like, so yeah and I'm like now like how what was i eating like bland like yeah after, like what like what did i like why wouldn't i like onions and garlic like i i, I noticed that like you regardless of like what restaurant if i would never even ever consider a brussels sprout a day in my life and now every single time i go to a restaurant if they have brussels sprouts i'm like mm, brussels sprouts i'm like i get like give them all to me mm-hmm. brussels yeah. sprouts at restaurants they're so good but yeah. a lot of calories yeah true because they're always putting like you know maple syrup like yeah yeah, yeah like, like yeah like modified yeah yeah so. but even that is not like you know, you can do modified versions. And I think that was like a big thing for me was like, okay, I love pizza, 
how, what's the healthiest version of pizza that I can get to mm -hmm. where I don't feel like I'm missing out yeah. on the heavier versions. And so it was like a lot of test kitchen, mm -hmm. if you will, with like different recipes to see, yeah. okay, how healthy could I get? Almost like, um, almost like a, a challenge. No. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. exactly how I do it too. Cause yeah. I, I, I started making the, um, Greek yogurt and, uh, it's just Greek yogurt and flour. Greek yogurt or flour? Mm -hmm. oh, oh, and mix it Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. And so it's not as many calories. I think, like, maybe you can make one, you can make a nice pizza, just like a little, like, personal size one for maybe like five, 600 calories. Okay. Yeah. But it depends on the topping and stuff like that, you know. But I, that's me putting, like, yeah. a lot of cheese and shit yeah. still on it, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you can definitely make it, like, less than that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I use the Joseph's Lavage Bread. Um, I don't know if I can say product name, whatever. I can do whatever I want. It's my damn podcast. <laughs> uh, Joseph's Lavish Bread, but it's got like, oh, it's like God. very super, super low carb and like low calorie. It's like 50 calories for like the whole damn thing. Oh, And I make these on there. I've seen them. Yeah. yeah. Are they square? They make square, like but they rectangle. also do round one. Yeah, they also oh, like yeah. You're right. It's rectangle. Mm -hmm. I don't know my shapes very well. I didn't so do good. I didn't do good in geometry or algebra. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Which, but mine is that's a little tragic because I work with numbers all day. But I, I digress. But <laughs> yeah, funny. it's like what is the healthiest version of you know like so like what are some of your favorite like healthier version hacks that you might have? I mean, I think like just so i love eggs like you seriously eggs. like you are always post like i'm like eggs. i want her to make me breakfast one <laughs> day like so for you real just make eggs like different ways mm -hmm. i mean omelet sunny side up scrambled make it a bowl a bo I mean, yeah boiling just getting yeah. creative i yeah. love air fryer wings air fryer i do did too did you try that sauce i told you about no I, oh you know what wait you, what sauce i had looked at it i had looked at it though i looked at it online but i never ordered it what is it i'm gonna buy it for you it is wait the, i want the sauce <laughs> i want the sauce <laughs> it's the um primal primal kitchen. yeah 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 primal kitchen yeah buffalo sauce i did look oh. at it online but yeah I never there's a really good um now i'm like uh, i'm like super hungry now i'm like let's just sit here and talk about food for the next 45 minutes mm -hmm. Um, anyway, okay, I won't get into the barbecue sauce because on top of the weight loss journey, which I think is super, super amazing that you both have, and it's just an inspiration to see you both in the gym, you know, and now kind of like know the backstories, um, of other women. Cause I think that's the other big thing too. Like, hello, women, Hispanic American, my brothers, what is that? Are you flashing me? Primal the primal kitchen okay yeah. put it in my cart <laughs> yeah right add, add to, to cart, cart. <laughs> but um but you know i i it's not totally messed me up seriously that's why i swear number one i'm not paying you to the minute <laughs> i can afford a new sound guy you're fired <laughs> um but beyond the weight loss, the reason that I wanted to also have you here today was because you have a fight. So obviously we've heard about this incredible weight loss journey you have, but tell us now about like the fight. I know you said you started out at a kickboxing or a, a cardio kickboxing mm -hmm. gym and that's kind of how you wound up. But tell us a little bit more about like your, your MMA journey. Yeah, my MMA journey is kind of crazy. So I, so right, I started, um, 
started in San Antonio at Ohana Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was super huge. I was to the point where I couldn't finish a round, right? A five minute round. Mm-hmm. I could, I would literally have to like, give me a second to breathe. Right. It was, and, um, so that's where I started. Um, no martial arts background whatsoever. Um, so I, how old were you? Do you mind, if you mind me asking, because I think that's like another big thing too. Like you mentioned earlier about softball mm -hmm. where kids start out at like freaking three months Mm -hmm. you they're out there on the field right and then like you just roll up and like mentally you're like shoot how am i ever and then you end up surpassing them how about your mma career like how old were you so that's the second time the second time that i've had to start something brand new yeah well everyone else has been doing this for years and i was so far behind and so that but i think that um familiarity Mm -hmm. with that uncomfortableness and like hey i've been here before yeah and like that kind of helped me you know because it's so hard but i was a if i started training in 2015 okay how old does that make me (laughs) i was gonna say that's not that long ago but shoot that's almost 10 years if it's uh i started training at the end of 15 i think it was at the end of 15 so um so I'm 31 now, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the math on that is. But 20-something in my mid-20s. Yeah. yeah. So I was born in 92, 02, 12. What are we mathing? I don't know oh how God. old get, I was. Get I the was calculator, a- Richard. <laughs> yeah, get no, the calculator. I was, I was 20-something. Flash <laughs> um, me a number. <laughs> Mid-20s, but definitely, like, older than, yeah. you know, the other people around me and stuff. So... Because there's kids in the gym now that yeah. are like yeah. your daughter. Okay. Yeah, like super, super young. Yeah, exactly. There's kids that start, you know, jujitsu when they can barely can walk. You know, they have the tots class, you know, yeah. the toddlers and stuff. I need that to marinate for a second. So you, so obviously I'm very hungry. Um, <laughs> so you had no combat experience. Mm-hmm. I did not and wrestle like, in high school, nothing. 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 Mm-hmm. And just like in your 20s rolled up and like, all right, we're going to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I started with the intention of the weight loss. Yeah. So it wasn't like, a, oh, I'm going to start this. And then I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. But it was the first one I first time I put a gi on. Yeah. And got under somebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just physically could not move and get this person off of me. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this fucking sucks this shit ain't happening yeah i this is not fun i actually don't like this like you know right and so starting from that and being you know i remember man when i got my first start on my white belt i was like gonna cry because it was such it was so hard to even just get to that point so um so anyway so my mma journey so i uh started boom i had my first smoker which is like a scrimmage fight right i was two oh two maybe two something two what six, on your something on like your that. first my smoker? first smoker yeah so i had wow. already lost right uh-huh. like 30 pounds right yeah. so i'm like i'm like oh dude i'm i'm in shape right, right. i'm like i'm ready to go two yeah. something right i have my yeah. first one my next one i had at 188 and wow. then um then they were going to give me my first amateur fight at 170 so i was like okay so that that's how i started chipping away right because you're yeah. just giving me these little increments that i have to go yeah. so i'm 188 okay i can make 170 yeah blah, 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 blah. so then that fought that fight fell through the girl pulled out or whatever and then they're like hey one well, six weeks there's one at 155 can you make it i'm like 
six weeks yeah six weeks yeah so i was like okay a month and a half so that was where i started getting like the extreme like crash diet stuff you know because i'm like oh six weeks i have to make this so that was when i was like you know and that was before i really knew about macros and and Mm -hmm. calories stuff like that so i was i was starving myself and working out really hard and i was like yeah not eating enough carbs and stuff like that but i made the weight yeah (laughs) but it wasn't the healthiest thing right which is why i it's not sustainable right exactly so that was where the 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 up and down will come from but then my next one um which was like in another six weeks something like that i was at 145 so boom i made that fight i ended up missing weight by like a pound or two um because my sister's birthday was like a week before and we had crab legs (laughs) (laughs) so like like, that sodium i wasn't able to like get get it off in time so my mistake my bad but um, then my next one, I had my title fight. So I'm 2-0, right? I have a title fight at 135. I make that weight. I have to make championship weight. So I made 135 even. Boom. Got that fight. And I TKO'd her in like 40-something seconds, right? So I'm like, I have, the, amazing. I have, well, I have these three quick finishes as, a, as an amateur. And, um, you know, my first amateur fight was like in the first round. The second one, I head kick KO'd the girl. 14 seconds into the second round that girl never got up like they took her out on the stretcher and like Dang. took her to the hospital she never got up right wow. so then i have this the, this third fight where i knocked this girl down or whatever in 40 some seconds win the belt so now no amateurs will fight me <laughs> i can't get an amateur fight so ne- never fought in her life like with combat sport when she was younger yeah. Get no, now amateurs don't even want to fight you. So this happened off. So these fights all were in a year. I made my AMI debut in 18 and I made my pro debut in 19. They just went boom, boom, boom. And then no one else will fight. And my coaches knew how I was. If you gave me too much time, I was going to get fat. So they had to like, <laughs> so they had to immediately lock me in. And then boom, in the beginning of the next year, uh, something like that in 19, I had my pro debut. So boom, that was the first time that I had like a real war. Went yeah. three rounds with this girl. She was like ranked number five in Texas at the time. Um, really tough fight. We went all through. We ended up getting um, fighter female fight of the year for that promotion because it was just such a back and forth thing. It was like a real war. Yeah. First time I had ever experienced that. Ended up winning uh, unanimous decision. Uh, and then COVID happened. Mm. And then boom, I had my second fight. And then that's when I lost. I was like, oh, okay. So in the midst of COVID, let me go back a little bit. In the midst of COVID, um, right before it happened, that's where I met Millie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where, yeah, because Millie was an active fighter at the time, and there was a fight in San Antonio. Wait, who's Millie? Millie's my boyfriend. Okay. Millie's my boyfriend. We're going on like four years now. Yeah. So he's my boyfriend's last coach. So um, that's where I met him. We have been like Facebook friends, so it's not like he was a total stranger, but I met him in person at a weigh-ins that his opponent pulled out but the promoter was like come to san antonio make weight i'll give you your show money so i'm there because my teammates or whatever so that's how i meet him he did something real cute he was like um don't make me sick right now oh he did something real cute and it it works i'm still here (laughs) he was like uh because i so i'm talking to my friend i'm on my phone or something i hear in the background hey mike the the photographer mike mike jackson he's like hey mike come take a picture of me and my favorite fighter and I hear that behind me, and I don't think, and then I hear a tap on my shoulder. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's Millie. He, like, grabs me, and I'm like, let's just oh take a picture, God, right? So and then, yeah, so from then, it was like, we ain't left each other alone since. But yeah. So that's how I met him. So then when COVID happened, 
my gym in San Antonio kind of shut down. They were like really like with the rules. They like shut down. War did not. Yeah. Yeah. War did not. <laughs> Jeremy's like, we'll roll the dice. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so war didn't. So I would come on the weekends. I would come cross train. Yeah. And then when COVID opened up, you know, things started coming back. My gym at home, the MMA program never really opened back up. Like they opened jujitsu back and all the, the card and the kids, but the MMA program never, they never did anything mm. really with it for a long time for like, it was almost like a year before they started like running the pro practices like they did and everything was organized. So it was a really weird time. So at that time, that's when I made, I just, um, made the switch. I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna pack up my dogs and we're going to go to Houston and. That's how it was. That's how I ended up. But it was it was that part. It was wanting to be with Millie. It was the the MMA stuff at in San Antonio that wasn't panning out or they weren't taking it serious. I don't know what happened. But it was that. And then also one of the key things that happened that I had an aha moment with war versus my home gym uh was there's a certain position, right? When you get taken down on the cage, right? Someone you're against the cage, someone takes you down with a double. Okay. My old gym is teaching me butterfly sweeps, jujitsu mm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Copley's yelling and stand the fuck up get up stand up ain't nothing holding your leg stand up yeah and I, that was a really like boom light bulb moment of the difference of jujitsu yeah mindset and the mma mindset yeah and that's when i was like, like adam's mindset <laughs> right? right but it was it was that key moment for me that really made me realize like oh i'm an mma fighter i need yeah. to be at the mma school yeah and so it's kind of the combination of just all of that and then like of course work stuff too i you know the hours are getting shorter so i was having a hard time keeping up with bills and it's just a conglomerate of stuff that kind of just led me like hey like even this is a big move oh my mom was like scream crying mm-hmm. acting like i would die or something when i said i was gonna move yeah yeah my mom she just freaking lost it but my whole family's telling me like this is not a good idea you don't even know anyone over there blah blah blah, blah. like you know, all my family and friends and coaches are telling me it's a bad idea to move. And I had to like literally be like, you had to trust what? in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to tr- like imagine all of this because you made a decision to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Liter- like literally, do you ever stop to do you guys ever stop to think about stuff like that? Like everything that you just told me, the entire story, you got a massive career in front of you you've got an amazing relationship you've got all these things that are just going Mm -hmm. right and if you go back to that very first thread Mm -hmm. it's that decision yeah Yeah. lose weight yeah the decision that only happened because of something horrible that happened yeah because that rock bottom so yeah so i gotta tell people all the time especially when they're going through tough times i'm like man like i know it don't feel like it but like this is this is molding you into like your truest self and your highest potential i was like just go through it yeah yeah you gotta let it though because if you you let it like i think i sent you that video uh this so i really don't watch tv but i did or movies or anything like that but i did watch this thing called eat pray love and there's this moment i sent you the clip where he was like if you just even knew your potential if you put all that other bullshit that you're worrying about aside and let your mind just go. He's like, like a vacuum. It would just come right out of you. And you could be this highest version mm-hmm. of yourself. Like you don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know. You don't <laughs> even know where yeah. you could take this. And like, did you yeah. think any no. of that shit back then? No, no, I didn't. I didn't even have the the slightest 
thought or yeah even, I, it you were gonna do softball yeah i wasn't even a yeah. thing and but i remember when um ronda rousey hit the scene yeah about the same time yeah. and stuff and that i kind of had that aha moment at that point where i was like softball is a dead end right. even if i went back and finished what am i gonna the best i'm gonna get out of the bachelor's degree yeah you know and then they at the time they did have it in the olympics they did have a league no, ain't nobody watching that you didn't get paid right them girls were poor right <laughs> like them freshman softball players were poor right and to see ronda out there like i was like man like fighting is the only women's sport that you can actually make money and be good at even the WNBA. look you know what i'm saying yeah and so like that's fighting true. is the only thing that women can do that you know will really get you that and you know there are some amazing fighters so obviously obviously people need to pay attention because you're going to be way up there. Okay. But who are some of the female fighters that you, so you mentioned Rhonda mm -hmm. is it? but who are some of your other favorites? Um, man, I really like, um, I really like the girls like, okay. See when it comes to the girl fighters, there's girls that I like, like mm -hmm. personality wise. Mm -hmm. And then there's girls that I like, fighting wise right yeah that, uh, what's the breakdown kind of annoying to me or whatever but i like um i don't know if you know uh roxanne modifari she just um she just retired maybe last year that she, uh -huh. but she they call her the happy warrior okay she's uh she's like the sweetest nicest like just the most genuinely and i just like love her i just love how geeky she is i love how genuine she is i love how you know she never tried to be anyone that she wasn't and look up roxanne modifari she's like the cutest I love her. I'm so gonna much. I'm gonna challenge listeners to look up Rain because <laughs> you have the video and I absolutely I'm gonna sound like such a weirdo, but I've watched it a couple of times just because you're so genuinely happy when you're there. It's like a photo shoot for the UFC oh. contender. And you're like, you know, like you throw your hands up, but you have like the <laughs> brightest, happiest smile. Where you could just yeah. tell like how humble and how oh. like you see it shine through in that video. Are you pulling up videos <laughs> of people now? You, uh, seriously, you're the first one to go. You're the first That's one. It. No, I um, but, man, when I was out there in Vegas, I really was happy. Like no, I was like, like one thousand percent. You see it in your. Yeah. That's what I love. I was love. just like so, just like. I can't believe I'm here. Like y'all are taking pictures of me. Like I can't even believe like, yes. I was just so happy to just be there and just have the opportunity. And I did tell my story um, to them about like getting shot and everything yeah. like that. And just, you know, like I really, for a long time, I didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, just cause it was just bad vibes, right? Just yeah. bad vibes. I don't yeah. like it. But now that I'm getting to this point in my career and getting to like the next level and stuff. Um, now I, I think it's important for people to know, you know, that like, it's possible, you know, it's because I, and I talked to you like a bit, it, a bit about it um, a few weeks ago where it's like people are always looking up to you. Mm -hmm. People are always watching. They're watching you. They're watching her. They're watching me. Women our age, young girls yeah. are always, always watching. And I think especially like in moments of desperation, when you feel like you're alone, when you feel like no one else understands, when you feel like. How could I even be a fighter because I'm already 18 and these people have been doing it? Oh, yeah. This is why. This yeah. is why it's important for people. Like I was telling you, like I, you were talking, she, she used to dance. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, tell me about your dance. And she's like, well, one time, you know, once upon a time I danced. I'm like, 
Okay, but what's the rest of the story? Because that gives people motivation. Like you have a story, you have a story. People need to hear. Like you all bring, everybody brings like their own unique story. And that's what I love. Like in that one video, I highly encourage everybody go watch it. Cause it's like <laughs> the cutest thing ever. She's still going to fuck somebody up. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's happening, but <laughs> yeah, you'll see this version of her where it's just when you think about like a true and genuine person that has been through a lot and still perseveres, you go see that video and you'll know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, thank you guys. I can't wait to, to get this fight and put on. So, um, just to go back here real quick and just finish about the MMA stuff. So, um, I'm here in, um, you know, here in Houston now, and I've had a few fights with, um, I'm on like a four fight win streak now, right? That have been yeah. with war. So now I got the opportunity. My last fight was against a UFC veteran. Um, Christina Marks. So that was fighting in front of, uh, what's his name? Mick Maynard, the UFC matchmaker. Mm -hmm. So that was like, oh, if you win this fight, you're going to go to the UFC. They're going to sign you. Well, I fought her, but I almost finished her and didn't, right? Mm. So that was like the thing that Mick was hanging over my head. He's like, well, we need to finish. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, you didn't say that. <laughs> you right. said win, right? <laughs> so, so for that, since November of last year, we were in limbo of like, what is going to happen because yeah. i couldn't find another regional fight now that i did that last one i i can't even i don't even want to talk about how many times this year in the beginning of the year that a girl has pulled out on me i had several fights that just that's just, bad ass just, that is bad ass it, like they don't even want to touch you man it was i had a girl that i was a rematch with um in something yeah I, we she had a memory fought. and she's like we no. already fought you already said yes to me one time before <laughs> and she said yes and then when it and then she ended up pulling out because she just she said she wasn't ready yeah i was like okay well okay whatever, whatever. i feel that okay, yeah i guess but and then i had another girl that um left me ass out of a fight because we we had the fight locked in for fury and then pfl comes and they're like hey rain do you want to fight for pfl and i'm like no i'm already locked with fury then they go and ask her and she said yes mm. <laughs> with the pfl and then i didn't have the fight damn so it was just i'm just like so not being able to find a regional ufc doesn't want me yet and blah blah blah, blah. so i was in this like what the hell is going on so then we finally get the call i get the call from my manager when i'm like at work and he's like hey we did it got you on contender i was like oh my god are you serious yeah, so I'm like getting chills. yeah so so now coming to this it's basically like um and fight uh an interview right a job right. interview you go and it's a closed off event there's not a crowd well they got two people per fighter they have yeah. in there okay but it's a very small crowd you have the the refs the corners the state and then dana white and they're like all cage side and it's like, you know, you go and fight in front of him. They have about like five fights in the card. And then afterwards, they they put all the winners on in a chair in a line. And then he'll call out who got a contract. And just because you win doesn't mean he'll give it to you. You know, you have to like if impress him. If he knows him, what's good for right? him, he will. It's like you have to impress him. <laughs> so it's not just going out there yeah. and laying and praying on somebody and then oh you want okay come on it's like you really got to show like that you belong there. But so. you got it. That's yeah. the thing. Like. You know, you talk about not only do you have the discipline, not only do you have the strength, not only do you have the grit, you have the personality to me. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, like if I, if I just think about, I forgot if I was talking to Josh or who, but Josh has got like, when you got a really good personality, it's not always about who is the best. Yeah. Look at Britney Spears. <laughs> 
is she the best like like, is she the best singer no yeah but is she out there making that money yes Yes. like there's there's something about her or think about like any fighters are they the best fighters no but do they have that personality to carry them you hate it or love it like that's 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 business that's part of the business unfortunately that is a lot that is a big part of it so i it hurts the shy fighters the, the yeah. ones that don't like to have the spotlight or don't like to have their accounts public or don't yeah. like to say anything outrageous on the mic or whatever. It's like it but hurts. It I don't hurts even them. think you have to say anything outrageous. Yeah. I think like I love when someone just gets up there. I forgot. It's, I don't know if it was Adesanya, but someone got up there and was just like, take the mic. And they just like, you know, you I I was in your spot one time. Like you could do it. I can, you know, I, I can Ricky. do it. Was it Ricky? Uh, uh, there, there's moments yeah. like that though. So it's like you don't even have to be yeah. like a, you know, like Conor McGregor. Like yeah, you don't have to yeah, be like over the top, like a Tito Ortiz or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like you can even just come with that genuineness yeah. about you, and I think that's one thing that you just absolutely shine. Like oh, so, you. I don't. I I got everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't even need to cross everything for you, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. I'll light candles, do whatever we got to do, but. I yeah. I just feel very strongly like you are going to come out on top. He's going to look at that paper. He's going to call your name. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all I can do, yeah, I've been putting in work for many years, you know. Yeah. And it just, it's all coming down to, like, just doing what I know how to do. So just focusing on, like, staying healthy, getting the, you know, making the weight and just being confident, you know, in myself and my abilities because, I've been working hard for a long time. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, I've been working this camp or I worked this year. Like right. I've been working since I made that decision, you know, on my sister's couch or whatever. Like I've been working since then for this point. So yeah. I'm just like now, you know, three weeks. I'm just like, man, just got to make this weight and just punch this girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, does, you know, does does Gypsy get to attend the fight? Not so not this one. No. Not this one. I'm going to leave her on this one. Um Tell the listeners who Gypsy is. So Gypsy is my uh one-eyed pug chihuahua mix. So they call them chugs. And uh <laughs> so funny story with her real quick is she was a stray that would hang around my um job at in San Antonio and but she was very skittish and she wouldn't let anyone go near her. And every time you try to get near her, she'll run off. But she'll keep hanging around, right? So I lost the video, but I had a video that I was like me from like across like the parking lot and like me zooming in on her. And I'm like, I want nothing more than to be this dog's friend. <laughs> and then like, so I would, so from then I would give her pieces of my meal prep. I would throw her chicken. So for like two weeks, right, she would not get near me. And then one day I pulled up and I went to the door and unlocking it. And then she will, she came up and like ran up to me and was like scratching me. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. you, you, you like me now. And then, but from that point, she was like, obsessed with me like she wouldn't leave me like yeah she would run in the office and go into my like under my desk and then like the boss would get mad and he's like oh i'm gonna call the pound get get this flea thing out of here and i was like over my dead body right (laughs) my fucking dog (laughs) yeah so i had three pit bulls at the time and so i brought her home and like made her part of the pack and stuff and now she's the only one standing because (laughs) because my my dog's passed away and stuff and so um in the past couple years and everything so now she's the only one but um she had two eyes when i got her yeah (laughs) oh yeah one of my dogs one of the pits uh, okay. yeah one of the pigs yeah oh but she's always at the gym and she's always very, I, I wish she could go to the games so you said when is when is the contender series um september 5th september it'll 5th. be on a tuesday and i think i'm the first fight 
Are people able to watch it? Do they, do they film it? Yeah, it's going right. to be live on ESPN Plus. ESPN, ESPN yes. Plus. Okay. And I think, I believe Jeremy's going to have a watching party at the gym. He's going to pull up the big oh, perfect. The, the screen over there. Yeah. So, it's next exciting. one, Gypsy will be there. Uh, I really want her to be there for my UFC debut to make sure that she has all the pictures. Because they kind of treat contenders not, because uh, we're not officially UFC, right? Yeah. So, I want her to be like... At the real yeah. photo shoots and that, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So that was kind of my reasoning behind leaving in this one. But then she's also never flown before. So I don't know. Oh, I mean, just, prepper just, for all that. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, next one, I'll definitely have her. I wonder if I can get her like official UFC gear. That would be amazing. Because the world needs to know who she is. So I'm excited for your upcoming contender series. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, do you have any other thing that you want to share with listeners today before we close out? Um, no, man, I would just say like, you know, if you're, if you're in, um, you know, the state or the mindset or the position where like, you just want to be better, I would say just don't wait till Monday. Do it today. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Start right now. That's my biggest thing. I hate that. I always start on Monday. I hate that. Yeah. Don't start on Monday. Start right now. I think I'm going to make that shirt. (laughs) So speaking of women, like MMA, Mm -hmm. so like. What made you, what pushed you into the gym as a female? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you bring that up because for the longest time, I didn't have any girl training partners. Yeah. I was only boys for a long time. In jiu-jitsu, of course, there's women, but I'm talking about MMA. I didn't have any, uh, any, any women to go, so I was getting beat up by dudes a lot. So um, to want to push it... I, it, you know, when I started, I think it was more fueled by like resentment and like wanting to prove people wrong. Cause I also went through like, you know, a bad breakup, you know, with the, so it was just a bunch of like bad negative energy and more so like being fueled like, you know, Anakin when he's turned to Darth Vader, yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. being like dark and yeah. wanting revenge more so. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it fueled me in like a dark, sick way. But then after a while, then it, it just, it, morphed into that into more so just wanting to be healthy and um just actually loving what i did and you know what i'm saying just wanting to prove people right you know people started believing me and started seeing like so it like slowly shift but man when i started it it got me into the gym to be to lose weight and to get back into my track of life it wasn't all peaches and daisies and it wasn't just like yeah. a very positive and loving person i wasn't you know martial arts kind of like gave me that back or kind of like healed a lot of things you know like inside and stuff of just having the discipline and the consistency and then growing that um that self-love right that mm-hmm. you know when you put in the work and stuff like that and it's like slowly you know yeah slowly kind of morphed and changed into something different you know and now i don't i don't get angry really like ever i think probably millie's like the only person that can make me mad <laughs> really like i superpowers I, yeah right for yeah. real no no one like him but yeah, I really don't like. I think about the things that used to make me angry. I used to think about how much she used to drink, and like I was like literally like a like a stereotypical like Kyle. Like I would drink monsters and get drunk and punch holes in walls. Like I do now, it's so hard to pull me out of character. Like to even to even bring me to that point of because dude, I will I will laugh like before like I get yeah. mad. Like, Fighters mentality. It's a real fucking thing. Like it's a real thing. Yeah, bro. I try you, to tell people. Yeah, you like, can't. That's why I it's love it's it. hard to bring me to yeah. bring that out of me. Like you know, it's hard. Shit, it's hard enough to even be focusing on just a fight in the sanctioned fight that I've been like right. training for. You know, it takes like a lot to like 
bring me to that mental place of like, okay, let's go. Like, let's go to war, you know? So yeah. just be somebody that's just like a road rager or a shit talker or whatever. Yeah. Just someone being rude, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh my God, chill. <laughs> like, you know? It's not that serious. Yeah, chill, Betty. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really not. So, so I do have a question. So yeah. um, when Randy used to come to the gym, like she's the, the Olympic wrestler. The, yeah, wrestling. Um, so we would talk about like diet culture and like body image and stuff and how like fighters, like y'all go through this grueling, losing weight, gaining the weight back. So how do you deal with like your own body image, like body dysmorphia? Like, body dysmorphia is, is a thing. Oh, that's a big one. It is a thing. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. After you lose a lot of weight, you're like... They think it doesn't exist. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, yeah body dysmorphia is totally a thing. And I think, especially in fighting, that people don't talk about a lot, too, because mm -hmm. it's the expectation for, for you to look a certain way and be a certain way all the time is, I feel like it's just as bad as, like, beauty pageants or something like that, you yeah. know? It, yeah, it, it really is. You have, like, coaches and, and just, you know, you're, you're judged by your body mm -hmm. um, more so than probably you know like other professions and stuff do like that do you think it's like worse for females and males in like definitely writing? yeah for sure like they look at you way yeah different. yeah for sure for sure for sure um it's all about you know do you look the part right are you muscular are you toned are you in shape are you lean or whatever and so whenever you're in your um off season which is we, we don't have one of those right but in between fights right mm -hmm. you gain another 20 and stuff like that and it's like i feel like I am judged by that, right? If I go from right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in at 26, right? I'll probably get to 150 um, within. Oh, oh shit! I'll be like 142 the next day. Mm -hmm. So then to gain the little eight pounds, I'll probably do that in a day. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm going to go get pizza after the fight, and I'm gonna go get a daiquiri because I love daiquiris, mm -hmm. right? So doing that, I'll probably get to 150 like really quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, to just have that all always weighing on you, like, oh, can't be in the 50, can't be in the 50. It, it has been, um, what do you call it, a process to be okay with being in the 50s. Now, will my coaches be okay with it? No. <laughs> no, Adam's not going to be okay with me being, you know, walking around at 152, 154, or whatever. Because um, technically, according to Adam, I'm not supposed to get over 145 right mm -hmm. but look at all these like weight things and all these restrictions of like this is good this is bad this is blah 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 yeah. so it's yes it's part of my profession yes making the weight is part of it so it's a balance right mm -hmm. and so but to your body dysmorphia thing it took me a long time to i feel like see myself for what i really look like because when i was big i didn't know i was that big until I lost the weight and then I look at pictures I was like oh shit I was huge but I didn't know I was that big I just I was like oh yeah I'm chunky yeah but I didn't realize I was that bad right and then then whenever I would be losing weight and stuff and I would get smaller I'm still thinking I'm big now yeah, yeah. so it was like I never I always saw myself opposite of what I was and it's probably been maybe this past year maybe a year and a half maybe 18 months and stuff like that i feel like i, re I really kind of just like accepted if i'm at the heavier part accepted if i'm at the little and really felt like i look good in both ways you know because yeah. I've, I've worn like crop tops like being like 165 and i've had like millie tell me like something about it like mm -hmm. you know and yeah. i was like and at the time right and i was like it made me feel like you know some type of way about it but then i was like okay bitch I look good either way. Right. And I fucking went and I went out and you know what? I think Copley said that. I think Adam said something about it too, or like said something to 
Millie about like me just looking like a little bit heavier. So he wasn't mean about it, but he did make a comment. But it, it just it just took like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. It just took like that and and just having that real confidence and like you know what like. I will literally lose this like in a month. Like, chill. Let me live. You know. Well, and so, but like beyond that, I think like to your point, it's like at two. What was your heaviest? Two thirty-five. At two thirty-five. At one eighty. At one seventy. At one fifty. If you took it to one ten, rain is still rain. Yeah. Rain is yeah. still badass. Yeah. Regardless of what weight she's at, and it's like. That's the type of mentality that I wish all people, but like especially women could mm -hmm. have. Cause like, you know, like you, I think even like sometimes when you talk about when you lose that much weight and you're like, oh man, you should have seen me at this weight or you should, no, you were fucking badass then. Yeah. You had the same drive, the same mentality that's always been in you. Yeah. And it's not about like your, your physical appearance, because to your point, like there's days where I'm in that gym and I feel so self-conscious because like I had three kids. So like my stomach will hang and freaking Santi will be like two minute plank. I'm like, eh. I'm like, now my stomach's going to hang out there for like two minutes. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah. but if I think about it, like I'm not big, but I still see myself. Yeah, you still get and I still feel because like my skin will just like hang out. Just yeah, like, shit, I, shit I can do about it. Where <laughs> people do not look like you think that they look. Yeah. That's like, but yes, but how do you, how do you, how do Man, you get to that point? It's, it's, it's a lot of just like not caring, like yeah. literally just not giving a fuck. Like, yeah. honestly, that's just, that's, and I, I have this conversation with my mom because my mom has like, um, joint problems. So it prevents mm. her from running and doing cardio. Mm. So I tell her go swim. She doesn't want to go swim because she doesn't like the way she looks in a bathing suit. So, and I had to tell her, I'm like, okay, I call her BM, right? Or my whole family calls her BM. Mm -hmm. It stands for a uh, big mama, right? Yes. But it, uh, it's been like a thing we call her since we were little yeah. kids, right? I'm like, BM, look. <laughs> I was like, are you going to let your hypothetical fears that you think other people are thinking of you that I swear to God, they don't even care, right? Yeah. Like you're going to let people's um, opinions of you that you're making up in your own head be the reason why that you don't get healthy. Like, yeah, like put that on a scale, you know? Right. And so you have to just kind of look at it like that. Like, oh, okay. I'm not going to do this plank because everyone is like freaking like shaking and trying to do their own plank. Right. Or they're on their bag and blah, blah, blah. No one's going to be like, oh my God, look at this. I'm like, what yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? I swear to God. No. Let me tell it though. And I'm like, everybody's right. watching everyone's my ass like, for two minutes. How, that's how it feels, right? It does it feel does. like that. But then that's when you have to have like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't give oh, up, well. you know, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so that's, you know, so I wear crop tops when I'm in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crop I, tops, I don't care. Yeah. 200, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I don't. Like you are, you are, you, that's the thing. Like what, like you want to fight? Like what can you beat me in a fight? Like what? Like, <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's a lot of that part, you know, which I think I've had to have over my life, just making a lot of decisions that I made, like moving to Houston, mm -hmm. even starting fighting in, in, general because my family didn't want me to they were like oh you're gonna get hurt and yeah my dad was like how are you gonna make money and you know because you're leaving work at you sit you know you're leaving work at this time and you could be working overtime and you're blah 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 so i yeah. had all you know all these people and like dude i've always been that way just like i'm gonna fuck yeah and do what i want to do so that's how i would try to, i guess that's my best advice just know that like people 
don't give a fuck like you think they do. And if they did, who fucking cares? And if they did, yeah. who cares? Who cares? Exactly. So yeah. that, that's my advice. And then also yeah. t- tell that to yourself too, right? When you feel like, you feel like, oh man, like I look like this, blah, blah, blah. Like, tell yourself I, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people, don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Mm. Don't listen to what whatever that voice is saying. Anytime I walk in my mirror and I'm not gonna bullshit. I'm in front of the mirror all the damn time now telling myself how good I look. But on days when I walk past and I'm not really feeling it and I start to hear that creep in like, oh, you gained a couple pounds. Okay, I gained a couple pounds. So what? You still look fucking badass. Yeah. Now go out there and go kill it in this world. Yeah. And it's still like, good. yeah. And, you mm-hmm. j- and that will reflect to the world. I think you were the one that were talking about it the other day. Like it's women or you posted something where it's like, Women are made to feel like they can't have that energy. Like guys can walk around and think they're the next, you know, Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. superstar walking around. But women, I feel like in society, feel like they can't feel that way. They can't feel themselves because then when they do, when they start to have a little bit of that, people come knocking them down. Like, oh, who do you think you are? Why do you think you're... Yeah. Yeah. But I I think like, no, you should. Yeah. You should. if Because if you don't, so someone said something to me one day. I'm like, dude, if I don't believe it, who will? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just like the energy that I try to walk around with. If I don't believe it, who will? Yeah, it shows. Definitely shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Wait a minute. Is it is it bad? No, 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 no not bad. I don't at care all. if it's bad or not. Right. I'm I don't do it care. Anyway. Either way. No, I definitely no. believe that. No, it is true. It is true for women, especially. Yeah. Um, and I like uh, I like having the little like you were talking about like the little girls. That's like yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite thing about fighting. Yeah, like the little girls that come up to you like after fights or like you know the kids at at practice and stuff. Like you know every like um, yeah. AP sister. I don't know her name, yeah. but she's always coming and saying hi to me. She's like, "Hey, Ray," and just gets like excited when I say hi to her back. She's yeah, like, it's just the cutest thing. I just love that. I love that so much. I'm a fan. Thank you. Am I old? No, I told you. Like yeah. the first, one of the first things I told her, I was like, "Dude, I love." That's why I'm talking about. That's why I already know. You have that energy and you have that genuineness about you that just mm-hmm. radiates off of you. And I think that's so amazing because imagine like there's a young girl that's going to see you fight and be like, I want to be like Rain. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was telling Josh something, but like <laughs> how, how cool is that? No, that is, it. it's, um, it's part of the part of the like positive energy that that motivates me right because i was telling her like it it turned from wanting to prove people wrong to wanting to prove people right yeah and kind of you know how the energy flows and stuff like that so that that is like a huge part of it of just wanting to be somebody that people can look to as an example and like hey well she can do it i can do it or like seeing that like you know how when people um they said that they couldn't run the mile in a certain time. And then one person did it. They yeah. broke the record. Oh, yeah. And then other people yeah. started doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, just to be that person, like, dang, like, this girl went through that and that and that and that. And, like, look at her, like, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big part of it. It's exciting. Yeah. I, get, I get excited just thinking about it. And it's a whole, like, show. It's a whole, like, camera, like, the high yeah. cameras. and Not the- like my... My three iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. It's just cute. No, but it's it's like it's getting real really fast. So I'm excited. Can't wait to make you guys proud. I hope you guys are there at the gym so you can watch it. Oh, if not, sure. you know, ESPN, you can watch it on your phone. But yeah. Yeah. 
Get this, secure this bag get this contract get it well i want to thank you both so much for taking the time today going through we have a little bit of audio issue but we figured it out that's <laughs> what we do here um but thank you both so much for being here rain casey we i will see you in the gym listeners watchers can see you when remind them september 5th on espn plus it'll be on a tuesday on Dana White Contender Series, and I'll be the first fight. So I don't know when it's starting. Maybe about seven or eight. Is it like six? Six, seven, eight, something like that. We'll we'll post it up on the the screen. In the PM, but yeah, I'll be, I think I'm the first one, so. Amazing. All right, so thank you all so very much. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. I absolutely did. Weight loss. MMA, like what more do you want from us? <laughs> That's how we're doing it here. Until next time, remember, every day above ground is a great day.